0: Locale. Local.
1: So- local so- Cambiamento. So- food
0: food.
2: Change. We,
0: we-, we-, we, we are. Are. Welcome to the Slow Food Youth Network Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of the SPIN Podcast. I'm Valentina Gritti, the podcast host and coordinator of the Global Slow Food Youth Network. Today we're going to finish the series dedicated to indigenous youth stories by listening to the tales of Yolo Bravo in Chiapas, Mexico, and Zarassita Huacamaya in Cañar, Ecuador. From Tuesday onwards, we are going to start the podcast series dedicated to Terra Madre, which is the biggest event that the Slow Food Movement organizes every two years, involving food, communities, and activists from all over the world. And this edition, of course, due to the global pandemic, will have a big digital part, and you can find the whole program on www.terramadresalonedelgusto.com. I will put the link in the podcast description. And uh, getting back to Yolotzin and Zaracisa, today they are going to tell us stories about the cosmogony that have been passed down in their communities from generation to generation. Yolotzin, in particular is going to tell us about the origin of the Milpa system in Chiapas and Oaxaca, that are two states of Mexico. And the milpa is a traditional indigenous agroecological system in which corn, beans, pumpkins, herbs and other vegetables are grown in a very balanced ecosystem in which the plants support each other. And this helps to guarantee the food sovereignty of the people, of course. Zara Sisa, on the other hand, is going to tell us a very special traditional story of how the Cañari people was born. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? So let yourself be transported by their voices in a distant world.
1: Tejernos desde la raíz. Cuentos del maíz y la milpa.
2: Tales of the Corn and the Cornfield. Chiapas. In the mornings, the fog that embraces the road lowers and reveals an area surrounded by mountains and pine. The cold and the smell of the firewood also strain. Así son los altos de Chiapas. This is life in the heights of Chiapas. La Milpa. The cornfield. A long time ago, there was a family that had been left without the land, so they had to walk for many days in search of a new house and a new place to live. After a long time of walking, tired, they sat next to a plot of land. The family was very sad because the land there was bare, and they were very hungry. So from the sadness and the hunger, they fell asleep. A was following them, saw their sadness and wanted to help them. So from his peak, where he was carrying a couple of corn seeds that he had taken from the Nervy town, he placed the corn next to the family, went to the Nervy tree, and with his sons, woke them up. The father took the corn seeds and saw that they had different colors from the one he was familiar with. There were small kernels, other large ones with purple and red colors. They even had stripes. He sighed and began to cry again. The bird approached and he asked him, Why are you crying? And the father said to him, It's just that I don't recognize this corn and I don't know how to make it grow. The bird said, Don't worry, I'm going to help you. So he pulled the air with his talons, covered the corn, and said, Each one has his chulel. The chulel is present in all veins that are born on Mother Earth. The herd and the memory are placed in the chulel. Corn is going to remember how to grow strong. Don't worry. When the fierce ears began to emerge, the beard and the human were ready to eat it. But the very intelligent corn told them, You can eat me right now, but after a while you will be hungry again. I have a better idea to propose to you. If you wait a little and save my kernels, you can sow it again and have much more corn and you will always have food. The beard didn't sound very convinced and didn't want to take the risk. But hey, the corn said, that's not all. Also, just as you have your family, I also want to have mine. And he sent the beard to bring pumpkin, chili, bean, tomatillo, and chipilin seeds. The beard said, Oh! But that's a lot of work. And the con replied, well, get someone to help you. So if many do help you, then you can bring enough to reach everyone. Well, said the bird, and decided to call the raccoon, the human and his family, and so to all the animals that would like to help him. After a few hours, they all arrived with the seeds and they planted them all. The sky started a parry and with a lightning ball that lit up the clouds, it started to rain. The first plants were born. The vine that embraced the maize was born. Grasses and squash covered the floor and supported it a feast of plants, insects, colors, and flavors. Thus, the cornfield was born. Since then, when the cornfield is planted, three seeds are placed in each of the holes. A corn for humans, another to thank Mother Earth, and a last one for all animals. En la milpa se teje una red en la tierra. In the cornfield a net is woven into the land. And where it seemed that there was no longer any life, it rises to provide food and support.
1: Paso Nuevo la Maca, Oaxaca.
2: Recuerdo el calor. I remember the heat and the humidity of the jungle, the springs and the large plantain and cocoa trees, giant insects flying everywhere and along of the unpaid road. La Laguna Encantada. The Enchanted Lagoon. The Campana Lagoon is at Punta del Cerro in Paso Nuevo, La Maca. My dad says that my grandfather Nacho and his children. Pedro and Nicolas went there to plant and clean the corn of the slopes of the hill. They planted it on the slopes of the hill because they didn't have a flat place near to the lagoon. My uncle Nicolas didn't like going to work because it was very hot. So he was going to hide there in the shade, and he would grab a wood and make noise like he was working. And he would move the wood from one side to another like a machete. Sha, sha, sha. And made the leaves sound, hitting the ground. But well, and at lunchtime, he was paying bad to my grandfather because he wanted to go to the lagoon to eat because the water in the lagoon is as cold as that of the spring. One day, Nicolas threw away the water they were carrying to drink during the day, and thus at lunchtime, they were forced to go to the Campana Lagoon. They had to walk, and they went to eat in the lagoon. But Nicolas already had a plan. He finished eating faster than the grandfather Nacho and Pedro. He had already made a bowl of dry chill, prepared a pastry, and threw it into the middle of the lagoon. At that time, grandfather Nacho and Pedro had not noticed it. Suddenly, they noticed it. Because from the lagoon, a swirl of cloud began to come out with a lot of air and suddenly a heavy downpour began to fall. From that ugly downpour, a very strong wind. The grandfather, Pedro and Nicolas had to hook the trees so that the air would not take them away. The rain and the tremendous wind lasted like 15 minutes. When the rain ended, obviously, my grandfather Nacho schooled a lot. He knew that he didn't have to fire it, nor provoke the lagoon. They went up to the hill, and they returned to Punta del Cerro. And there, they realized that the whole hill was dry. It had only rain inside of the lagoon the strong wind and all the rain had only been inside the residents of the farm community tell us that in the lagoon on the last day of december of each year the lagoon makes noise and chimes sound these chimes are heard in all the neighboring communities that is why they call it la laguna campana or enchanted lagoon the residents themselves are very afraid of it and do not visit the lagoon. Very few people go. The last time that my dad went, he was able to enter the lagoon. He says that there was a lot of silence. But after an hour, the birds that are called Mepepe started making a lot of noise. Noise like shots. Pew, pew, pew. Making these noises, they creep him out. There in the lagoon, there lives a vein who takes care of it and who takes care of the mountains and sow it. You have to leave them a corn offering so that it continues to prosper. The cornfield is born in many places, each place with its different colored corn, with its different herbs and pumpkins. And although we are in different places, we know that we are also the same. We know that we are women and men of corn. My name is Yolotzin Bravo, and I am mixed race Chinanteca. My father is Chinanteco. My mother is from Oaxaca, and I was born in Mexico City. I currently live in San Cristobal de las Casas, Chiapas.
0: My name is Zaracisa Huacamaya Kashu Zaruma. My name is Zarasisa Wakamaya
1: Kashu Zaruma and I belong to the Molino Waiko community, which is located in the village of Shishua The village is in the Andean region in Ecuador. And the story has been passed from generation to generation in my people. Long time ago, a huge flood covered the herd. Only two brothers managed to survive they climbed up a very high mountain called Guacacanian, which means the part of the tears. After some days, as the rain was diminishing, they decided to go and look for roots, berries and forest fruits. When they came back to the cave, they saw a huge banquet of food, chumales and chibiles, which are wraps made of mashed corn, mowed, good corn, teshno, a dish with beans, pugnelos, a sort of beignet and fresh fruit. They were astonished by the amount of food that was in there. Agradecido. They felt very thankful and curious to know who made all of this for them. The same thing repeated every time they left the cave. So one day they decided that one of them would stay while the other went outside. After a couple of hours, two birds with the head of a woman entered the cave. Their feathers were beautiful and colourful and their clothes were enormous and they were holding baskets. They left the food on the floor and they left. The man was astonished by the situation, and when his brother came back to the cave, it didn't even words to describe what he had seen. They decided that the following day both of them would have stayed in the cave. The beautiful birds came back again with their majestic feathers. El menor the youngest brothers fell in love with the beauty of the youngest wakamaya bird. It got close to her and the wakamaya, on the very moment, fell in love with him as well, and their body transformed into a woman's body. My grandparents say that this was the beginning of the Cañare people. For us, the wakamaya is a mother that brings life.
0: Es madre de, de vida. How nice to hear these stories! It's amazing to see that both Yolotzin and Zapatista cultures are so connected to nature and so grateful to Mother Earth. I hope that you also liked this chapter, like I did, and remember to subscribe to our channel and support our work through the Patreon platform. I will also add this link in the episode description. And if you become one of our patrons, you can get access to extra material connected with the podcast, for example additional interviews, pictures and so on. That's all for now, greetings from the Netherlands and get ready for Terra Madre!